What, what is, is up? up? Oh, sorry. Luke. Well, uh, so, Luke, uh, come on. Uh, re- replay the intro. Uh, go, go. You are tuned in to Big Boys and Body Slams, three goofballs that talk about wrestling. Throwback and current day pay per view reviews. Follow us on Twitter at BB and BS Podcast. And while you're at it, check out our merch store and our Patreon page. All the links will be in the description below. Enjoy the show. What is up, Holgamaniacs? And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Big Boys and Body Slams. I don't have papers today. We're doing it off the laptop, so I can't... Thank you. I knew you guys could do it. I knew you guys could do Sick. it. My name is Zach. Over here to my left, we have Kyle. I'm here. I switch sides like every every show. He's all over the place. And over here, we have mm-hmm. Luke in his normal spot. I, I'm always here. Wait. Okay. Hello. Hello. Yeah, yes, Luke? Hey, man. Luke, how's it going, buddy? Just trying to make sure that my tech works. Oh, you're good. My tech is up to spec. It's up to spec. Nice. Love you. We are Big Boys and Body Slams, three goofballs who talk about wrestling. We're doing throwback and current day pay-per-view reviews. Today's a in throwback. In case you needed to know what we're about case on episode 30, whatever. What we were doing. That's what we're doing. This is 34, maybe, I want to say. We're in the 30s. No, it's WrestleMania hey, 21. real quick, before we do anything else, we are over 2,000 streams total. Woo! I know that seems like a small milestone, but it feels it's pretty good. It's a start. It's a start. So, so thank you to everybody who listens. And who do listen, and make sure you share... Make sure you uh, pimp us out a little bit. So here's the thing, okay? <clears throat> we were talking about this earlier. Um, I'll randomly talk to people, not knowing that that they listen to our podcast at all. And then all of a sudden they'll be like, yeah, man, I listen every week. But we don't hear, like, I don't hear feedback from them. They, you know, we, I, I never even knew that they were listeners. So if you're a listener and you enjoy this show, talk to us. Like, yeah, I mean, we, we, we want your feedback so bad. Just have a dialogue. Especially while we're, I mean... <laughs> Not to be egotistical or anything, but like while we're really small time, like in case we ever do blow up, um, we're super approachable and easy to talk to about these episodes. So, I mean, there's yep. a lot of interaction that you could get. We're very interactive on Slam Chat, too. I yeah. mean, we're always and, talking to And if to you people. think your friends should listen or other people need to listen, like, share this stuff. We need to we need to get more listeners out there. It's a fun so. time. And what we'd really like to have you guys start doing, and granted, we haven't been the best about telegraphing what episodes we're doing, is we'll, we'd like you guys to watch these shows if you have the chance and listen and discuss with us on Slam Chat because we want to just have a fun little community and talk about this and get your guys' feedback. So keep... Yeah. keep you can keep up with us for only... Nine ninety nine, and you're not even paying us that. That's the network price. Yes, thank you. I was, I was like, where's he going with this? Where's he going with I, this? Well, today uh, yeah. on the program, we have quite the show. It's WrestleMania season. I don't know if you guys knew that. By the time you listen to this podcast, WrestleMania will be less than one week away. So yeah. we thought, tis the season, we might as well look at a WrestleMania. So Luke... I did it. Being the handsome gentleman that he oh, is. Thank you. Picked out a WrestleMania that I've actually never seen. Surprisingly I, enough, because I was watching a lot of wrestling at the time. I remember ordering this one. Kyle and I have watched it uh, several times. And that show is, of course, WrestleMania 21. Before we get into that, I just want to tell you that today, I'm trying to decide who we're brought to you by. We're brought to you by bigboysbodyslams.storeenvy.com today. Ooh. That's right. Bigboysbodyslams.storeenvy.com. That is the official merch site for Big Boys and Body Slams. Find all things Big Boys and or Body Slams related over there. We got t-shirts. We got mugs. We got hats. We got everything you could ever need except food, water, and oxygen. And we got a onesie up there. So you guys should check it out. We got some cool merch up there. Again, I said this last week. If you guys haven't looked in a while, 
we have so many designs up and I have an idea for a couple more I want to put up as well. So check out bigboysbodyslams.storeenvy.com. There's links everywhere. If you look at our Facebook, if you look at our website, uh, there's links everywhere for the merch store. Go check it out. Rock a shirt and have some fun. Well, let's get into WrestleMania 21. Let's get into WrestleMania 21. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. We are at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. Los Angeles. Thank you for that. Nice. I love you for that. Um, it's interesting. I mentioned this to you guys. This is two WrestleMania. Well, I didn't mention this specifically, but the arena question. This is the second WrestleMania in a row that's in a basketball arena. Do you think we'll ever see another WrestleMania in an arena that sized? Or yes. do you think we're getting stadium WrestleManias? We're going to get mostly stadiums, but I could see, like, I don't know, WrestleMania 50 coming from uh, Madison Square Garden. Interesting. That is a basketball a arena. Yes. Yeah. So you could see that. It's the just Mecca. surprising to see, like, WrestleMania in such a small venue because especially the last few years we've been seeing it you know in Dallas was in there one the in Barclays Center recently uh, I don't I think don't so no okay it could be wrong and just so you guys so. know the day that this comes out mm. is exactly the same date of this show oh just, look at that just 14 I'm pretty years sure later I planned that excellent nice you. nice so so it's gonna be uh, April 3rd 2005 yep I didn't get the attendance numbers but uh, there were 20,193. I was going to say, in the ballpark of 20,000, you can usually assume. Um, right off the bat, Howard Finkel introduces Lillian Garcia, and she's going to sing God Bless America. We get some nice shots, and I'm going to write. I'm going to read this exactly as I wrote it. We get shots of troops and other patriotic shit. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. We saw Booker T. We saw Booker T. Dressed in full military garb, which I loved. Helmet and everything. And then um, you get, after that, we get a cut, nice shot of the stage, which is very glamorous and glitzy and Hollywood-looking. A curtain raises, and we get a really fun video package. It's all these commercials, WWE superstars, as if they were in different movies. You have Eugene and Forrest Gump. You had uh, um, Snitsky and in Shawn Michaels in Taxi, in Taxi Driver. Yep. You had. I'm trying to think of some. I should have wrote these down, but I didn't. Uh, anyways, there are several. Oh, uh, there was. Oh no, no. There's there a Eddie, Pulp Fiction one. There's Eddie yep. Guerrero and Booker T in Pulp, in Pulp Fiction, Fiction, and then there was Triple H and Braveheart. Uh, Who's the You Can't Handle the Truth? No, John Cena. Oh, John in, um, Cena and A Few Good Men few good and men. JBL. Yep. yep. So it's a lot of really fun, actually really well shot, really well done little vignettes. And then we cut to a full one of, uh, it looks like a scene from Gladiator, but it turns out the Gladiator is Stone Cold Steve The Austin. master of the middle fingers. He says yep. he's the master of the middle finger and he's going to raise some hell. That's right. And we get... Unleash. Unleash some hell, I apologize. Tonight. He unleashed hell. Yeah. For WrestleMania. And then we get into our first match of the day, which is going to be Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. These two guys, Rey Mysterio just loves fighting his partners. Hey. Yeah? Who's that jumping out the sky? R-E-Y. R-E-Y Mysterio. Here we go. I also want want to point out Eddie Guerrero's shirt is a Grand Theft Auto style shirt, and yeah, it's awesome. It is so cool. Couldn't find it online. The only one I found online was on eBay. It was a double XL, and it was $70. No photo. That's important to bring yeah. up. <laughs> There was zero photo of this shirt, but it it said it said used in excellent condition. No I'm gonna holes. check Poshmark for it. Who you should? Anyway, keep going with the match. It was a great shirt. Anyways, uh, so yeah, Rey Mysterio, as we saw on Spring Stampede, just when he's a tag team champion with someone, he just loves fighting his partner because that's the situation you got here. Eddie and Rey are actually tag team champions, and they're gonna be wrestling each other. And he has a problem with his mask. Like he just needs it. I know. Adjusting. I know that I like. I'm. I just notice this every time it happens. Like when Ronda. Has to readjust her short her gear adjustment stuff. Yeah. So Kyle has his uh, champions not coming out first. Yeah. I have my uh, both the corners not being announced in a championship match, and you have your gear adjustments. So yeah. those are kind of like all of our nitpicks here. Little pet peeves. All three of them came into play on the show, by the way. Yes. Um. 
Yeah. Uh, you also hate when pins take a really long time to happen. Like when, when people get victories off of like depending on the mood and the, on the spot, but if it takes any if it takes north of twenty if seconds, it's, uh, WrestleMania nineteen with Booker T. And yeah, Triple I hate H. that. <laughs> yep. uh, so at least Ray's wearing a mask this time. If we're doing talking partner fights, because you might remember Spring Stampede, he was unmasked. Uh, Ray lands on his feet after a fireman's carry takedown attempt right as the bells ring. In. There's a big arm drag by Eddie. Eddie then slingshots Ray all the way outside of the ring. He just tumbles over the top rope to the ground below. Ray teases a 619, but Eddie jumps off the apron. Back in the ring, we get a test of strength, which ends in Eddie Guerrero getting monkey flipped. Uh, there's a Ray shoulder block. Eddie gets monkey flipped again, and then Eddie knocks Ray off the apron. There's a plunge at a Ray and outside. Might I say, Ray Mysterio is a bumping fool here. Oh, He is flying he's going all everywhere. Which he was the in the Money in the Bank last week, too. Excuse me. Last week, too. Yeah. But, uh, God, he's just going. He was flying yeah. all over the place here. He was bouncing. It was awesome. We get a back suplex to Ray back in the ring for a near fall by Eddie. And then Ray gets put in the surfboard. And then we get probably the weakest STF I've oh, ever seen. Oh, that was bad. By Eddie Guerrero. Uh, I like maybe like Luke had alluded to maybe it was he was having mask problems so he was afraid to have any torque on it but it was it was weaker than John Cena's STF and that's saying something if you've seen John Cena's STF oh stop it give that man some credit that's a terrible STF I'm not gonna give him credit for it STFU okay sorry nice uh, it's not called that anymore though uh, Ray hits a top rope corkscrew plancha to Eddie outside there's a stiff elbow to Ray back in the ring three amigos but he only gets one of the amigos because Ray counters into a roll up near fall and then there's a backbreaker to, by Eddie to Ray he tries for the three amigos again this time gets two of them uh, but this time Ray counters into a hurricane rana goes for the 619 but misses Eddie hits another backbreaker and then he finally gets the third amigo third gets all three this time <laughs> Yep. he goes up top but he misses the frog splash Ray avoids a powerbomb then hits a 619 he goes for a west coast pop but Eddie hits a powerbomb then we get a hurricane run. That was a near a, fall too. Yeah, it was. Yep. Uh, and we get a hurricane run into a quick pinfall, and Ray wins with a surprise pin in 12 minutes. I love this match. I thought this was a fantastic opening match. Um, there's no way these two were going to put on a bad match. It got time. 12 minutes for an opening match is is good. Sometimes you see these matches be eight nine minutes. I think it didn't overstay its welcome. I give it 3.9 stars. <laughs> you're nice. Just, you're such a bastard. Um, I'm gonna raise your 3.9, and I'm gonna give you a 4.0. Uh, nice. Not th- yeah, yeah. Four Luke threw me off when he said nice right there. Okay. But um, yeah, it was a really good match. I really these two always had good chemistry. It's weird that this match ended up being a custody feud over Dominic in a ladder match at SummerSlam that year. But we'll pretend that one didn't happen. Well, I mean, when you look at Dominic now, I don't know who his dad that, is, but it's not is it a shoot. Is that storyline a shoot? <laughs> it could be. Uh, I give this four four stars, just like Mister Sigler there. Um, beautiful opener. I mean, yeah, it was great. And it was actually just the other day, Twitter, uh, WWE was doing a live stream of their top 10, I think, WrestleMania matches. And when I hopped in there, this just happened to be on. Awesome. So it was excellent. Oh, it was excellent. Four stars. After the match, they do have a handshake session and then they and then Eddie's music hits together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Cause so Ray won. Ray's, Ray's music, music hits. was playing. Handshake. And then Eddie's like, yeah, here's your handshake. And then Eddie just gets a Viva La Rasa. Like, uh, yeah. That's apparently. all you have that's to do. You got to handshake the, the guy who won. Uh, after that, we get backstage. JBL and Orlando Jordan are kind of having fun together. Uh, it's worth <laughs> noting. Hey, and the hey. Bashams. The Bashams are there. Yeah, because they're part of the cabinet. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were. Mm-hmm. Um, they run into Triple H and Ric Flair, and they have this weird exchange. Kyle liked it. Where they're like teasing like maybe a future angle. I don't know if we ever got a payoff to I kind of liked it. Yeah, they were like... Just I, I mean yeah I mean I understand just talking shit I understand where it was coming from it's the bo- the dominant heel on on both brands trying to assert their dominance over the other so well, it makes and, sense just a little like, strange well we'll see who has their title at the end of the night and he's like yeah we'll see 
Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, we will see. Yeah, you just wait. <laughs> and then as they walk away, Ric Flair comes back to woo at Orlando Jordan. Orlando Jordan jumps like yeah. he just got, like it was a jump scare in a movie. I did I did like that. Uh, up next, we're going to get another match. And it's going to be Up next, Jericho. we get Adam Sandler in the front row. Oh, yeah. Row. Good, good call. Adam Sandler with his buddy hey, Rob hey, Schneider. Yeah, thank you. Please include Rob. In the front row. And Asian Fred Durst behind them. <laughs> Okay, I, actually, I have to preface that. There was a guy who just happened to be wearing a red flex fit backwards cap. Kyle instantly thought it was it was Fred Durst. And then I, I actually had the, looked at his face. I had to rewind and go back to make sure because I was like writing, oh, Adam Sandler's here. And then it wasn't And you Fred realized Durst. it didn't look anything like Fred Durst. Who should be the Celebrity Hall of Fame induction this year. Correct. Who is, who is it? They haven't announced it. It's Fred Durst. It should be. Yeah. Up next, we're going to get Chris Jericho what? versus Chris Benoit versus Christian, accompanied to the ring by Tyson Tomko versus Shelton Benjamin versus Edge versus Kane in the inaugural Money in the Bank contract. Edge. Chris Jericho's idea. And I think this is one of Thank the you. most talented groups of people you're ever going to find oh, in wrestling. Oh, yeah. Room. Every worker in this match you could is up there as yeah, far Tyson as Tyson like, Tomko, top 10 wrestler. He's not in the match. Oh, Luke. sorry. I mean, he kind of I don't, I don't know if I want to do is. this anymore. Should I quit? Yeah, dude. You should leave. All right. Oh, wait, no, he's actually leaving. <laughs> hey, Greg, there's a spot for you. <laughs> so everyone rushes Kane after he makes his entrance. They eventually get him down, though. Edge gets Joey Mercury by Jericho right off the bat with the ladder in the ring. Benjamin and Jericho are going at it now. Jericho dropkicks Benoit and Edge off the apron. There's a slingshot plancha by Y2J that takes out Edge outside. Uh, Christian dives onto a mass of humanity. And then Benjamin hits a tope con over the top rope. And then Kane dives on everybody. So everyone's down, except Kane. He gets right back up. He puts a ladder in the ring, and then he holds it. And just beats everybody up with it until Jericho drop kicks the ladder into Kane. Jericho's killing everyone with the ladder now, but Benoit appears and German suplexes Jericho. The ladder goes flying. They're so lucky nobody was behind him. I know, because that ladder went flying. Oh, yeah, it got a suplex of its own. <laughs> uh, Benoit sets up a ladder and climbs it now. Kane tries hitting a choke slam, but Benoit jumps off the ladder and puts him in the crippler crossface with the choke slam arm. I love that. I love the crippler crossface. It might I be do too. One of my favorite submission holds of all time. Um, and then Edge gets put in it, and then Edge kills Kane with a ladder, and then Kane traps Benoit's arm in the ladder a little bit later and just breaks it, essentially. Just slams it down in the ladder over and over and over and over again uh it looked really good uh edge and christian each grab a ladder and then sandwich kane between them as he stands up a this con a, ladder toe a con ladder toe yeah there's a springboard double clothesline takes both of them out by shelton edge avoids a drop kick and then benjamin recovers and kicks a ladder into christian and then Edge gets props up onto, propped up onto a ladder in the corner, and then Benjamin ends up getting tossed into it. Edge tries the spear to Benjamin onto the ladder, but Benjamin tosses him into it now. And then Benjamin splashes Edge onto the ladder in the corner. And then Benjamin climbs the ladder, but Y2J meets him up there. And then Christian sets up a ladder of his own right next to that one. He and Benoit climb, and then Christian kind of like arm breaker slash DDTs Benoit off the ladder. And then Jericho gets shoved off the ladder. And then Shelton Benjamin, the madman, hits a T-bone suplex to Edge off the top of the ladder. That was a really cool spot. Jericho pushes the ladder and then Jericho who's like kind of down and like dazed is like crawling and he pushes the ladder down onto Benjamin and Edge. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, and then Kane chokes on Benjamin. He's trying to choke someone outside I think but he ends up getting his feet. I don't know if he meant to do that. I think this was meant to get the ref distracted Maybe. even though this is yeah. a no disqualification yeah, that's which possible. is weird. Because the ref could have still tried to stop him I guess. But uh, Benjamin ends up getting his leg tied in the first and second rope and he just like hangs there forever eventually the ref does help him get her down 
while that's happening, Tonko sets up a ladder and helps Christian climb up it to a lot of heat from the crowd. The crowd's super hot, by the way, during this match. That's worth noting. Uh, Kane clotheslines Tonko outside, and that's he's dead for the rest of the match, pretty much. Well, he gets something else happens to him in a second. And then Kane tips the ladder over, and Christian falls under Tonko. Now he's dead. Kane is on top of the ladder, and then Jericho climbs after him. The ladder falls over, dumping Kane and Jericho both off. And then Benoit sets up a ladder in the corner, climbs up to the very top of it, and then hits a flying headbutt, a ugh, devastating flying headbutt to Kane. Uh, that's a rough, that's a rough one to watch now. Hey guys, I had a change of heart and I came back. Okay. Thanks man. Okay. Nice, nice to have you back. Yeah. Uh, uh Benoit died. I hated that. Oh, gosh. Spot, man. Okay. Hold so on. So he had like a cut above his eye and that was reopened and I'm pretty sure his nose was, he, he was probably broke nose. it. Yeah. You know what? How many times do you think Chris Benoit broke his nose? A lot. A lot of times. Yeah. That's, yeah. It was bad. It was like, watching that move at all, like post knowing what happened to Benoit is rough, but this one from the top of a ladder Dude, onto a hard-headed cane. Well, and what pay-per-view we just watched like in the last month or so. It was a WCW one against Free the uh, Raven and Saturn. And that was a brutal-looking diving headbutt. I don't think I've seen a diving headbutt from Chris Benoit in the in the pay-per-views that we've watched so far that didn't look Yeah, ouch, I think that's another ouchy. thing that we talked about, you know, like he just, he, he hit head-to-head, you know, when Brian would hit When like, no one else would. Even even Bam Bam Bigelow's not hitting people's heads. Yeah, and he's right. just going for it. It, it. It's it's rough to watch here for sure. Um, Kane takes a fall now uh, as him and Benoit are fighting on top of the ladder. He gets knocked down, and then Edge appears with a chair, hits Benoit with it, and then climbs a ladder and grabs the briefcase and wins. Oh, oh, oh. he hits Benoit in the arm, the arm that he's been selling all match, like it, he can't use it. Yeah, and then he falls off the ladder and. The Benoit screams. He's uh, it's out of control. The, the selling man. And he's just yelling, uh, allowing Edge to climb up and get the briefcase in 15 and a half minutes. And he wins the Money in the Bank contract. For a first match of its kind, it was fantastic. I thought this was a wonderful Excellent. match. Excellent. I thought this outdid both of the Money in the Bank ladder matches that we saw last week on Money in the Bank 11. I thought this was phenomenal. I gave it 4.5. I'm going out on a limb here. Uh-oh, he's going to do it. This is a gold standard for he's the Money gonna in the Bank. He's going to do it. Is it because Shelton Benjamin's in it? Well, that's part of it, yeah. He's going to do it. All right, um, what do you give it? I give it five. God dang it. This this is still the best money he in the did bank ladder it. match. Wow. By far. These All, all these far. guys are such good workers. You never see another T-bone from the top. You never see Shelton running up the ladder. like. Okay, that that is probably one of my favorite spots of all time. Just oh, this yeah. whole match was laid out perfectly. There's not too many like botches or anything. It, I just I just love it. It's perfect. What do you give it, Luke? Uh... I mean, I didn't, I didn't give it a perfect five, but it's four and a half. I mean, honestly, I think the first Money in the Bank we watched last week was pretty comparable. Like, that that match was amazing. Um, but this one's the, it's the gold standard. I think that's very fair to say, uh, especially being the first of its kind. I mean, the briefcase was literally just a black briefcase. Like a black leather case. Yeah. I loved it. If it was green, would you give it five? Uh, no, but if it was in the Tokyo Dome, six. Nice. Yeah. Um, Beating that dead horse, huh? Oh, really? Yeah, you heard me. Okay. Bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. I shouldn't have said that. That I can't, was rude. I can't take you seriously uh, being mean to me. Edge Edge would cash in against who? Cena, right? I believe you're oh, right. Oh, God. We didn't do our research. At New Year's Re- New Year's Revolution, right? I believe you're right. Yeah. Is that, it? Does, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, I think that Shelton Benjamin, obviously, is iconic here. I love Chris Jericho's look. 
This might be one of my. He's favorite. got like the medium length hair with the a little bit of facial hair going on. Like he's, he's just a handsome looking fellow here. He is very dashing. He's, he's glowing. I'd kiss him. Also, I love Christian. Uh, and once again, speaking of beating a dead horse, once again, like the overuse of Chris Benoit's head, like. So he headbutts Kane. Like, he does a diving headbutt to Kane, right? Yeah. Yes. But then, when they're both on top of the ladder... He's headbutting He's him. headbutting the Hard. shit out of him. Yeah. So, it's just... Man. It's rough stuff, man. It's rough stuff. Shall we move on? Yep. Uh, yeah. Also, oh, wait, wait, wait. We, we talked about this. But Christian... What? Christian uh, bringing Tyson Tomko with him to TNA. I love it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Just give Tomko work, man. A lot better than uh, than Hogan bringing beef, beefcake to WCW. Everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everywhere. And then Tonto sp- stayed in the spot that he should have, which was that yeah. enforcer. Right. Yep. So. Yep. All right, go ahead. Uh, up next, Eugene makes his way out to the ring. Uh, Kyle's he, favorite wrestler. He's going on some tangent. So about- he's actually hurt here. We saw him get hurt at New Year's Revolution. So this would have been, what, three months before this? Three- yeah. So that happened in January. His knees, and, his knees messed up pretty Yeah, bad. his knee got messed up there. So this is his like, first appearance back since. So he comes in. He's talking about how much he loves WrestleMania. His favorite memory is WrestleMania 3. Everyone thinks he's going to talk about Andre Hogan. No. Instead, he talks about King Kong Bundy uh, choke slamming a midget. And then, Midgets are awesome. And then a midget aw- uh, army comes out and beats up Bundy. And a midget army? And midgets are great. Yeah. And uh, Midgets are awesome. And he's interrupted by Muhammad Hassan and Davari. <laughs> I think... I think one of my favorite lines from the show is Hassan asks him, "Do you know why I'm angry?" And says, Eugene, because you, con- you hate midgets. C- yeah, but Eugene con- confused looks at him and goes, "Is it because you don't like midgets?" <laughs> that was a zinger. Uh, Muhammad Hassan says he is mad because he isn't on the card, and it's all because of racism and bigotry. He, and then he says he's going to create his own WrestleMania moment, and he ambushes Eugene. He's put in the camel clutch while Davari is just just shouting some stuff at him, and he's interrupted by what else? Ba ba ba. Here comes Hulk Hogan, yeah. To to a wild crowd. Hey Kyle. Yeah. When it comes crashing down and and it hurts inside, you gotta take a chance. Wait, isn't that what it is? Luke's ass is gotta take a stand. Take a stand. Damn it. I don't have to hide. Uh, Hogan comes out. He's dressed in his ring gear, of course, and he just uh, beats everybody up. He kicks, he big boots uh, Hassan and sends him out of the ring. No leg drops. No leg drops here. But the crowd is wild. Hogan hams it up for like five minutes after the segment. He can't do a leg drop, but he does get slapped in the back of the in the back with a chair by Davari, and then he gets booted and kicked out. And then Hogan mugs to the crowd for about seventy five minutes, and that's and the the crowd never stops. And they're electric. And then they show future Hall of Famer. David Arquette with Hogan's family in the front row, former WCW champion. Former WCW champion David Arquette wearing a black shirt with like sequins on it. It's ridiculous. It was gross. It's like two nineteen ninety nine to be wearing in two thousand five. That's for sure. Uh, and that's that. Just a fun little. Oh, I gotta say the hammy, cheesy, corny moment of Hogan posing in front of the video board with an American flag behind him. It had eighties oh written God, all it over. It did. That. It did. It was corny. All they needed to make it cornier was Mr. T. Oh yeah. Uh, after that, we get a video package hyping up Orton, the Legend Killer versus The Undertaker. We get a lot of cool footage. This uh, this video package is cool because it shows a lot of old footage of the other foes who have tried to stop The Undertaker at WrestleMania and have failed. Just kind of a cool edit. Uh, just some cool effects and static and spooky shit. Uh, and then that's going to lead to Undertaker versus Randy Orton. Undertaker, by the way, is what, like 15-0 here or something like that? Yes. For, uh, I think he's 12-0, isn't he? I don't know, but he's, he's got I a lot of wins. I think this is for 13 I think this is for 13-0. Right on. Could be. Uh, I, I think I just saw a sign that said that. So. Okay, cool. Here we go. Undertaker glides to the ring like a like the spooky dead man uh, that he is. Levitates. Oh, sorry. Levitates to the Thank ring. Thank you. Because he's the dead man. And uh, 
and uh, Orton comes out. He's got the classic shower of sparks behind hey. him as he poses. Nothing you can say. Hey. Nothing's gonna change what you've done to me. Hey. Uh, to be fair, before Zach continues, yeah. that is one of my all-time favorite things. I love songs. that song. And Orton yeah, hated it, but I like it, so Orton's wrong and I'm right. Well, there's some... Okay. Like, for, for WWE themes, some of them just don't make sense. No. It's like, nothing's gonna change what you've done to me. Who? Okay, what okay, have they done okay, to you? Okay, so you say that, right? What have they done to you, When Dad? did he start using this theme song? When Triple H turned on him when he was in Evolution? Uh, did the, he? The yes, it was right after Triple H turned on him. Game, set, did and match, not, Kyle. Did he not have that before? Boost my ass. He just it, came it out was, to Evolution? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well. So, my ass is boosted. So, doesn't that make a little bit more sense to you there, bud? A lot, a lot thank more you, sense. Thank you, Encyclopedia Kyle. My ass is uh, just just slightly raised. Not quite boosted. Not quite boosted. Okay. You just need to start listening to Mercy Drive more. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on my priority list. Orton slaps Taker as the match begins, and then there's a nice drop kick by Orton for a near fall. And then a oh, back body drop can to I say the Undertaker. Yeah. I think we say this every Orton match we do, but we're very hard on Randy Orton, but he's got one of the top five drop kicks This ever. damn drop kick is amazing. It's he beautiful. Gets, he gets a lot of elevation. The f- he gets ho- completely horizontal. It's amazing. I love it. Even to this day, it's it ha- he hasn't lost a step. He We were looking at how old is he, did we decide? He's like 38. Yeah, so he's yeah. still, like as far as professional well, wrestling terms go. Well, and here he's go, 24. Yeah. yeah, he's younger than I am here. And That's he's got crazy. even got like a little baby pudge still. It's kind of nice. weird. It's, okay, it's weird seeing his like evolution, pun intended. Nice. Like uh, over the years, yeah, yeah he's just got like, more tattoos. He's more defined now. Oh, dude, he got shredded because here he's like still young and, like I said, kind of baby pudge a little bit. I yeah. mean, he's looking good. Yes, he's, but he's he not. But, good, he's but not shredded. He's like sculpted. He's now. not P ninety X. He's got he's got the hair here. You know, now he doesn't really have much hair. Yeah, he's got a little spike here. Uh-huh, yeah, spike uh-huh. going on. the Legend Killer, one of my favorites. Yes. Yeah, same. Uh, we get a back body drop to Undertaker, and then a big right hand knocks Orton down. Those good, un- those good Undertaker strikes. There's an Orton roll up for a near fall. He tries for the RKO, but Orton dumps him outside, or by, but Taker dumps him outside. I apologize. A leg drop to Orton, who's draped over the apron, the hardest part of the ring. There's an People old school, that. and then Taker just yeah, lands Taker went on way top too far. of Orton. He overshot it big time. Just lands on a poor Yeah, Orton. dude, he almost destroyed him. Yeah. Uh, big show, or big show. Whoa, I'm overthinking things well. here. Well, man, uh, Undertaker misses a big boot in the corner, which allows Orton to drop kick Taker off the apron. There's some strikes to Orton, and he recovers with a clothesline, Orton does, for a near fall. There's a DDT to Orton for an Undertaker near fall, and then a sidewalk slam by Undertaker, and then a corner clothesline to Orton. Hey, real quick, you yeah. said you don't like Undertaker's DDT. I mean, I don't hate it, it's just not like I wouldn't rank it like top 10, it's just the DDT. I would probably easily put it top 10. Yeah, I would too. Like, it's off the ropes, it's always a counter. I don't think it's probably a top five, no. but it's definitely in the top ten. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because like the, obviously your top two DDTs are going to have to be Jake and Raven, right? Yes, yes. And then Foley's got to be up there somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, the double arm DDT is classic. Yep. Dreamer. Dreamer, and then Andrade's got a really good one. Oh, I love Andrade's DDT. Um, uh, Ziggler's got a really good DDT. Yes, he does. The rock, the rocks is ridiculous, but I actually really enjoyed his. The like the planting, quick, the quick snap. Well, yeah. like he had two of them, right? Right. He had the big plant, and then he had the the kick, and then the quick snap. Do down. you think either one of those DDTs are better than um, Undertaker's though? Like the rocks. Mm, I they're more I theatrical. Yes, they yes, are. They Orton's are. draping DDT though. Yes. Oh, Orton's off the ropes. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's that's up there too. DDT. Oh. We're welcome back to DDT talk. That should be our new podcast. Nice. DDTT? DDTT. Uh, 
There's a sidewalk slam by Undertaker, then a corner clothesline to Orton, and then Taker hits Snake Eyes, and then Randy recovers with an L, a stiff-looking uh, back elbow for a near fall. There's an awkward collision, and that leads to an Undertaker near fall. I, don't, I think it was supposed to be like a double clothesline, but they kind of just ran into each other. Uh, there's a dragon sleeper to Orton, and then Randy recovers with a DDT of his own, and that leads to a near fall for Orton. There's a back suplex to Orton, and then a snap power slam to Taker for a near fall. Uh, just that classic Randy Orton moveset coming out here. There's some corner strikes to Orton, and then Taker recovers and tries for the last ride. Orton breaks free, runs into the ref who goes down. He tries for the last ride again, but fails. Uh, this time, Bob Orton runs in and uh, clubs the Undertaker with his cast that he's wearing. His cast that he's been wearing for 40 years. Hebner recovers for a near fall. Like That was a big near fall spot. And it was like what, like a seventy-year-old man hit you one time with a weak clothesline, and that is like hey, 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 the nearest that of near cast is like titanium. <laughs> it had to have been. Yeah, I don't know what that cast was. It had to be made of lead or something because the Undertaker was dead after that. But I think that that's like they oversell that because that's just been the gimmick for yep, so damn yep. long. Uh, Taker. Uh, kicks Orton off the apron after that, and Taker goes for a choke slam back in the ring, but he recovers with an RKO for a big near fall. I bet on that near fall. I mean, I knew who was going to win, so I didn't really bite on the near fall, but I, you know. No, nah, dude, Undertaker lost his streak here. Oh, true. Yeah. Uh, Orton goes for a tombstone, but the Taker rolls into one of his own, reverses it, and hits the tombstone and wins the match in 14 minutes. I got to say, like this match a lot. I liked it a lot too. Just wish it could have had a last ride. Yeah, it would have been nice with the last ride, but the tombstone's a good move as well. Um, it went 14 minutes, so I thought it was an appropriate length. They still managed to tell a really good story with a sh- as relatively short as a match of this caliber is. Uh, I gave it 3.5, just another solid match on a super solid card thus far. I gave it a 3.5. I liked, I liked it a lot, but I think we've seen better by both. Yes. Like, I was expecting more when I but, watched it. But this is still of, God, how many have Taker wrestled? 23, 24? Something like that. Oh, yeah, I mean... It was still really good, but I, I don't know. When I when I saw the card and I saw Orton Undertaker and I was looking back through those rose-colored glasses when I watched it the first time, yes. I was like, this match is going to be something special. Like This is going to be another four, four-and-a-half-star match. And then I was just like, oh, it's not really... It got really kind of plodding in the mo- in the middle. But yeah. I do love the Bob Orton stuff. Like I thought that was so good. I was talking to uh, Zach while uh, you were taking a quick breather there. Um that that they oversell it like because Bob's been yeah. wearing a cast for like forty years. It's like got titanium in it at this point. It has to, yeah. Because that near fall was ridiculous. Maybe Bob just kept slipping in the bathroom, breaking his arm or something. <laughs> Maybe he was getting up there at this point. Luke, you're up. All right. I also gave it three and a half. Um, ton of fun, and I mean, it was it was a good display by both of them. Two things I think should not have been eliminated. One, um, I guess I'm just a power bomb mark, but. One, the last ride by Undertaker. I wish you'd have never stopped using it. I get, I get at this age because that's just a ridiculously hard move to do, right? Right. Like you have to lift dead weight up. But hey, didn't he kind of bring it back after this for a little bit? He would use it periodically. Yeah. Oh okay, yeah, well, yeah. especially after WrestleMania 20, he used it for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kane, do you remember Kane's power bomb? Like he yeah. would use it as a finish when he first yeah. took the mask off. Yeah. I really miss that one because. Just the way that they would fall limp. I don't know why he had a good power bomb. I like that Kane and Undertaker both had like four finishers. Yeah. Yeah, they could beat you any number of ways. Hell yeah. Uh, I do have a soft spot for this match because it was kind of the beginning of that unbelievable WrestleMania run for The Undertaker. Yes. yes sir. Uh, like you could argue it started. Well, it's when this, people really started talking about the streak. Yeah, because well, this match with Kane was more of the comeback and that as a match wasn't the best anyways. So 17 and 18 both had really good Undertaker matches against Flair and Triple H. Uh-huh. Yes. But after, like before that, 
and 19 and 20, they weren't, like, really good. Yeah, and this, like, this kicked off his, like, maybe is one of his most solid runs of his career. Yeah. And oh, then, no, it definitely did. Yes, it did. And it, it, you had the two matches against Sean. You yep. had the Batista match. CM Punk. The CM Punk match. Which, which we were, uh, while we were watching the show together, because we rarely get to at this point. But yeah. I was looking up Meltzer rated uh, WrestleMania matches. He could, and this, he could and this not man, give a five. This man refuses to give Undertaker five stars. Like the two Shawn Michaels matches, four and three quarters. The two Triple H matches, I think one was four and a half, one was four and three quarters. Like Meltzer just gets to one point and he's like, ooh, ooh, five stars, five stars. Nope, it's the Undertaker. In that span, there was only really one that wasn't that great, and that was the Mark Henry one. Ah. And that was fi- It was fine. And then even the Bray Wyatt and the Brock Lesnar ones weren't bad. No, they no. were good. And I, the Brock Lesnar one would have been better if that, that big ape had not concussed good old Taker. And the, the ending would have been different. Right. I hope. Uh, oh, by the way, there's only one thing better than uh, like mid to mid to late 2000s Undertaker, and that's 2005 Women's Wrestling. Because up next, oh. I'm gonna get a Women's Championship match. The only <laughs> great thing about it was the massive amount of redheads. We're gonna get a video package for us hyping up the Trish Stratus and Christy Hemi feud. Lita gets involved. <laughs> and we are slut shaming. I'm calling it a feud, by the way. Yeah, uh, it shows. Oh, there's one shot where Christy Hemi's down, and Trish Stratus paints the S word. Not shit, but slut onto the the chest area of Christian. Maybe it was her back. I don't know. Uh, Lita it was, it was eventually. Lita eventually. Uh, Jesus. Lita eventually enlists the help. No, stupid. Christy Hemi eventually enlists the help of Lita, <laughs> who also I struggled getting that out, man. Jesus to, Christ. Also, who got injured at New Year's Revolution? Hey, by the way. Why was Lita involved in this match? She did nothing. Because she was injured, and they were trying to use the star power as like a manager for Christy Hemi there. Okay, well, right on. And they were definitely wanting this to be Trish, Lita, and God, right. I wish. And I think I think when Lita came back, she ended up facing Trish. How soon was this after Hemi won the Diva Search? It must have been I pretty think, soon Didn't after. she win it in like 2004-ish, oh, right at the beginning of 2005? Well, either way... I mean, the Diva Search was really just an eye candy search at this point. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and you see a lot of those Diva Search women but, at the Hall of Fame segment. But Christy Hemi. <laughs> Luke's cup of tea right there. Oh, uh, I'm going to read off my notes of this match, and it's not going to take long. Uh, Trish pushes Christy, and there's some corner chops to Hemi. Uh, Trish even licks her hand. And that's how you know it's really going to hurt. And then uses the opposite side of her hand to chop, though. So Favorite. Yeah, nice uh, ring psychology there, Trish. Uh, we get dick trauma to Stratus. No, 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 no. After she gets kicked it in the dick. It is a cooter kick. It's oh, a, a cooter pooter. It's a what? A cooter pooter. A cooter kick. Uh, more Thank chops you. to Hemi. And then we get a sunset flip for a Hemi near fall. And then a Stratus hits uh, what Jerry Lawler, or no, the K, or the uh, JR called almost a spear. It was a spear. It was a spear. It was a spear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lita tends to Hemi outside, which is the only uh, involvement she'll have in this entire match. Back in the ring, we get a Hemi roll-up for a near fall, and then some kicks to Stratus, a neck breaker for a Hemi near fall, dual roll-up attempts, and then a chick kick. And Trish retains in five minutes, one star. This match sucked. A pretty bad chick kick, too. Yeah, yeah I gave it three quarters of a star. I was disinterested. It took, took, too, took long. too long. Disinterested. <laughs> it took too long. So, uh, the match was too long. So, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. This one, was not one star. This was, was not an ass boosting performance. <laughs> nope, it was completely lowering. Actually, yeah. okay. But if we're gonna talk about an ass boosting, ass boosting performance, this next match. Damn, I'm, I'm just sad that Lita was match. hurt. That's the only. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Anything else to add to the that women's? I, I think we just need to get started it on this next big one. Pain. <laughs> we get a video package hyping up Kurt Angle and HBK. Uh, kind of. Uh, they're fighting for each other's brands here to see who the the rights of every man. And if anybody is. remembers, Kurt Angle was like on a rampage of hurting all Sean's friends 
from the past as he hurt Marty Jannetty and Sensational Sherry. This what is a just jerk. this is just intense, uh, intense bottle of Viking in a day, Kurt Angle. Oh yeah, Kurt Angle's so intense throughout this whole match. Let's get into it, guys. This Do is it. HBK versus Kurt Angle. HBK slaps Kurt as the bell rings, and then Angle gets some really nice mat wrestling on HBK here, and then eventually HBK locks in this headlock, kind of like Hack and Wrestle 2, and holds it in forever. Angle tries many times to get out, but he can't get out of the he can't get out of the hold. He even suplexes HBK at one point, who holds it on, which is kind of a nice foreshadowing for somebody else trying to break a hold later in the match. Mm. Um, Angle cannot break free from this headlock. He eventually breaks free, but then HBK hits a nice-looking hip toss, and then his arm scissors is applied to Angle, who deadlifts HBK, and then HBK counters out of that with a roll-up for a near fall, then a backslide for a near fall. Uh, just the story here so far is HBK kind of kind of out-wrestling Angle in the beginning of this match, and Angle not really having answers for him. We'll see if that changes. Angle sinks in the ankle lock, and then HBK breaks free and hits a cactus clothesline, sending both men outside. That's one of my favorite moves, by the way. Me I know too. it's really simple, but I love that. It's very, it's like one of the best transition moves ever. Oh yeah, for sure. There's some nice looking European uppercuts to HBK by Angle outside. Angle lifts HBK for an angle slam and then just backs him hard into the corner post. Ooh, brutal. It was awesome. Angle sends HBK into the corner back inside and then hits an overhead belly to belly suplex after the crazy sell by uh, HBK. And then Angle kills Sean with a clothesline for a near fall. And then Michaels goes up top and then Angle goes after him, but HBK knocks him down. And then he go, finishes getting all the way up and then misses. On a, takes a nasty bump on a missed elbow drop. Lands flat on his back. Looked hey, painful. Real quick. Uh, HBK, the number one seller of all time? Up there. He's up there, yeah. He's for up sure. there for I sure. Don't, I, don't, I feel like my top three would be HBK, Rock, and Flair. Is that pretty? You know who's a really underrated seller? Dolph? Yep. Yeah. Dolph. Benoit's up there for me, too. Benoit was a great seller. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think Dolph's got to be in that conversation. But I... It, that kind of goes with that conversation, him being an HBK ripoff, sort of. But Yeah. All right. Anyway. No, he's super continue. good, though. That's uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, HBK counters an angle slam with an arm drag and then sends Kurt outside. He hits a top rope crossbody where he almost lands on his head, uh, but he doesn't. He lands on angle instead. Angle really wants to German suplex HBK off the apron, but he fights off of it and eventually hits a dick kick uh, right in front of the ref, but apparently he doesn't see. The, I like that spot a lot his, for some reason. Well, it was on the apron and it was body and, was and, and Angle was just yeah. like working back trying to get that German suplex and Sean was holding on for dear life. It was a good spot. Uh, there's an aside cross body off the second rope to Angle under the announce table which doesn't break and both men are dead for a minute but they do beat the count. Angle's bleeding from the mouth pretty profusely here which is a good image. There's a stiff clothesline to Angle and then an elbow drop. <laughs> there, was, there was a point where it looked like Kurt just had Who's red wearing lipstick, lipstick on, yeah. and I and I chuckled. I popped for it. Uh, HBK's tuning up the band now, but Angle catches his foot and puts him in the ankle lock, and like a barracuda, does not let go. Sean is trying to kick and fight his way out, but Angle will not let go of this move. He's, he desperately tries to hit, get to the rope break, and he eventually gets there, but this was awesome. Uh, we'd see more of that later. The angle slam gets reversed, and then Kurt goes right back to the ankle lock. HBK counters that into a roll-up for a near fall. Then we get an angle slam for a near fall. Kurt goes up top, gets 800 feet of air on a moonsault attempt, but HBK moves. That was a beautiful move. Gorgeous. That was gorgeous. I wish he would hit it, but hey, HBK was out thinking him and moved it out of the way. It was beautiful. He got so much air. Yeah. And then... Uh, HBK looks like he's going to try a moonsault of his own, but Kurt Angle meets him up top and hits an avalanche angle slam for the oh. middle rope for a near fall. A big near fall. Uh, it's Angle's almost getting, like a Samoan drop, right? Yeah, yeah. 
It was an, it was but, an angle slam, but I feel it. I mean, all right. Yeah, it's okay. Angle is fired up now, and this is when it's starting to get really intense. HBK hits the sweet chin music out of nowhere as Angle's just shit talking. Yeah, him. I was gonna say Kurtz is talking shit, screaming in his face. Yeah, kick. screaming in his face. It's sweet it's awesome. Super kick. Uh, HBK recovers and pins Kurt for the nearest of near falls. HBK gets back to his feet, but Angle gets up and gets the ankle lock in, and again he will not let go of this hold. He's well, holding, they're rolling around the ring. He's trying to kick him. He won't let go, and then the kiss of death. Kurt Angle do? lays down. He, he cinches it he in. Fell on and it. just the coolest moment of HBK trying his best to fight out, but he's in the middle of the ring. And this probably lasts like two, three minutes. Two minutes. He had a good two minutes, and he taps out, and Angle wins the match in 27 minutes. This is a masterpiece. This match is phenomenal. It's five stars. This yeah. is one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. Um, you know, this might still be my favorite match I've ever seen. Really? It's definitely. It's up there for sure. Five stars. Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels were on another level. So it's super good. Five stuff. stars. I also think this was Kurt Angle's best. This through most of the TNA run. This run oh, was yes, in. Yes. probably one of the best wrestling runs I've ever seen. He was just untouchable at this point. Yeah. What'd you think, Luke? Five freaking stars. It was picture perfect. How I crazy mean, is it to have a five star match in the middle of a card? Yeah. You well, know, I wish it would have ended the show. The only thing yeah. holding Kurt back at this time is his addictions. Yeah. His yeah. Demons. Unfortunately. Um, and, uh, yeah, damn, damn, son. I'm sorry, Luke. Well, just, just that, that visual at the end, it was almost like, um, it was almost like 13 Austin and and Brett, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when Austin just wouldn't quit, um, obviously Sean didn't pass out, but he tried literally everything. He tried everything he could do. And it was so masterfully done when he would flip over to his back and and try to, and try to like boot angle off and angle didn't even like I don't know what kind of athleticism that takes, but didn't even lose his grip at yeah. all. Like it looked so seamless, and he just held onto that ankle for dear life. And a big win for Angle too. After obviously huge, yep. huge losing the previous year with an ankle lock shenanigans to Eddie, so to come back with a big win like that, that was just so just cool. awesome stuff. Two uh, great you know, storytellers. Thinking about this now, I think of Kurt Angle's run of WrestleMania is through nineteen through twenty one. Yeah, because he had Brock, then Eddie, and, and then, then Sean. Yeah. That's a, that's a really crazy... Who did he wrestle at 18? I can't remember. Did was he? It, it was his first WrestleMania. Was 18 against Kane? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Kane. I don't think it was his first WrestleMania either. 17 might have been, even, I think, he, And I think he faced Benoit and Jericho in a triple threat at 17. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Mm. Mr. WrestleMania. Two Mr. WrestleMania is really in this match going. So there's no way it was going to be bad. Um, so unfortunately, this is kind of when the show starts to tail off a little bit the rails uh, up to this point th- up to this point this is an a a plus show this is like, an a plus show at up this to this point, point this show is amazing the, the divas besides match the divas sucked, match but, but other than that man everything is hitting this show uh and for what it's worth this next segment is kind of fun so piper makes his way to the ring it's going to be a special edition of the piper's pit hey can i stop you real quick yeah it actually looks like wrestlemania 2000 was kurt angle's first oh wow right. so the he and it was corners. It, no it was a two-fall triple threat match for the intercontinental and european title and benoit oh. had both belt or angle had both belts and lost to jericho and benoit and then the next year he faced benoit okay cool sorry to interrupt you so it goes back to what would have been 16 but there was no wrestlemania 16 instead we got wrestlemania 2000 um, I remember being so excited because that show was on my birthday and being able to order it and like watch it on oh, my birthday. Oh, I'm like, so sorry, pal. So much fun. Oh, I just had so much fun with it. I didn't care if it wasn't a very good show. You At know? least the yeah. video game was way better, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good game. Those AK, the AKI team knows how to make a wrestling THQ. game. THQ. Um, so Piper makes his way out to the ring for Piper's Pit, a special edition with Stone Cold after he's and really schmoozing up to the crowd here saying, who's the coolest guy ever? Stone who's Cold. 
that jump. In. Oh, and then mind. who's the most biggest rebel? Stone Cold. Ball shit. And so he calls out well, Stone Cold to face off with him. We should mention that Roddy does not seem to be completely sober. He's here. a bit inebriated here. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, kind of hobbling around, slurring his speech a little bit. You know what I've noticed? Yeah. Some of the greatest talkers can also be some of the most belligerent talkers. Rick Flair did the same thing sometimes, where he would just go off. When and you get like, excited, you know, and he'd be like, "Dude, what out? are you?" Ta- I mean, like, there's a lot of energy behind this, and you're just going. <laughs> you're but just going. what the hell are you talking? Yeah, that's about? kind of what was going on with Piper. And here. Piper did that a lot. Uh, so he welcomes Stone Cold, and before even saying anything to him, just slaps him in the face. Austin says, "Well, thanks for having me," and then slaps him back. Roddy says that he respects Austin. You mealy mouth bastard. This is the first time he's ever met him. I call BS on that. Uh, Austin isn't scared by Piper, and they continue to argue well, as Carlito's he, music plays. Stone Cold kind of goes like 97 Stone Cold. He's Yeah, he's kind of like a decent he, little promo You guys here. didn't love this as much as I did, but I was loving no, I every second it. of it. I enjoyed it. I just think, once I, again, I think my favorite part of this of this whole promo was as Carlito's making his way to the entrance. Like, his music's playing, and Austin and Piper are still arguing with each other. And he, Carlito's calling them out, too. They're arguing like little girls. Yeah, he, he says, says they're arguing like little girls. He makes his way down to the ring. Uh, Piper says that Carlito looks like Alf Alpha. Don't know that I see the comparison there, Roddy, but... I think maybe he just meant Alf. Like Alf's got poofy hair. That, yeah, that's guess. that's as much of a stretch, if not more, than the Alfalfa. But how? Alfalfa had like greased down hey, hair with one. At least Alfalfa was a human. Oh, Alf was an alien. Yeah, yeah come on. Uh, Carlito, that's kind of a racist thing for you to say about Carlito. Yeah, Luke. man. You saying that Carlito's an alien? I will fight both of you. <laughs> so Carlito <laughs> wants both men to leave, and then Piper steals his apple. And oh, he's, he's eating he's it eating so this fast. Thing. He's eating bro, this thing like he's never eaten in his life. No, bro, he's. <laughs> He's just starving. No, he ate it like a damn corn cob. <laughs> like he was in a corn cob eating competition. Just like, yeah. like a fucking chip. He was rotating this apple, and then he spits the entire apple in Carlito's face. Carlito jumps Piper, and then Austin st- uh, picks him up, stomps a mud hole into Carlito, and then, and then walks it dry. Walks it dry, and then he sends him into Piper, who pokes his eyes. Then he gets stunned, and then Piper throws him out of the ring, and then they binge drink together for a while. No, 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 no. Stone Cold. Like throw does his usual where he spills like three quarters of the beer. Roddy Piper yeah, opens Pi- his esophagus like a snake. Piper and just lets it all down. Everything that's coming out is going in Piper's mouth. <laughs> we pretty much counted, and Piper downed a six pack in a matter of two minutes. And, and all but that last one, it all was going in his mouth. Yeah. The last one went all over his face. Like Stone Cold, he was Stone Cold will do some some subtle stuff like squeeze the can so that a lot of it just spills out. Piper does not squeeze it; he just lets it all trickle down. Yeah. It, Which, it was like a heavy rainfall in a gutter. <laughs> he was just taking it down. I uh, loved it. Loved it so much. You'll, see, so the, much fun. you'll see the effects from that, I think, a little bit later. I wish Carlito would have got um, more more in WWE. Yeah. But, I know. He was yeah. so fun. Was, uh, every, let's talk about something not so fun soon. It, it's it's worth noting also, though, that uh, Piper gets stunned eventually, too. Oh, yes. And then Michael Cole says it's time for a sumo match. Oh, boy. So, Oh, that's exactly what I wrote, Luke. I wrote, oh, boy. Well, you you had that same kind of reaction when I announced the card last, uh, last week. So this is going to be Aki Bono, the, uh, the Yokozuna. sumo legend. The Yokozuna of Japan let's, at the let's, time. Ju- let's just do this real quick. They had a sumo match, and Aki Bono wins, and it's terrible. Zero and stars. It's gross. It's a dud. It's a it's zero a match, star. so it's zero it's, stars. It's the worst thing in WrestleMania history. Whoa. Whoa. Disrespecting sumo I'm, wrestling I'm like that. To, huh? I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm just searching through the memory banks. <laughs> what's, right worse, what's, what's, worse, worse, what's, what's worse? What's worse? John Cena versus Undertaker last year. Uh, no. the, the pillow fight at 19 was pretty bad. Yeah. Not this bad. 
At, at least at that pillow fight, you saw the cat girl, fight girls, girls bums, and not <laughs> Big oh, Show's yeah. bum. You you did not see the fupas of drunk Uncle Big, Big Show, Show coming out here wearing a diaper. So I mean, you can challenge me all you want, but this is the worst WrestleMania thing it was ever. Very, and and the and the Kevin Dunn angles, he took some liberties that were just grotesque. Oh yeah. Hey, what did you rate it, Luke? Uh, zero, sir. Can can you tell me I was right? That it's the worst thing ever in, in WrestleMania. WrestleMania yeah. Can we move on? I'm gonna while you're moving on. I'm gonna do a search and see if I can find anything okay. worse. Uh, up next, we're gonna get JBL, the WWE champion, and uh, versus John Cena for the WWE title. Uh, this has been an ongoing feud and a JBL seemingly endless title run. Who's ever gonna stop it? It was the longest reign for a while. Wasn't I loved it, it yeah. until Punk ended up dethroning him for that, uh, which is crazy. Well, I mean, I, I feel like they're not counting some reigns because didn't San Martino hold it for like? 75 years in a row or something yeah i think this is like new era stuff okay okay um and kyle's favorite thing happens here jbl comes up first oh champion should never come out first Both title matches tonight that happened in too by the way uh so i do love jbl's entrance though he gets a police escort in his limousine as he comes out and as he as he gets out of the limousine money is raining from the sky jbl money. jbl hundred dollar bills which i love uh and the match is going to start here. Uh, Cena comes out, not to Thugonomics, unfortunately. I was a little bummed out about that. He comes out to his classic, his current day theme that he's been using forever. There's a big shoulder block to Cena as the match starts. And then JBL's going to control. Hits the first of a thousand neck breakers to Cena. And then another. JBL chokes Cena on the top rope and then on the second rope. And then he gets slingshotted in between the first and second rope. Cena does. There's a spine buster to Cena. And then another neck breaker to Cena. Then we get a corner clothesline to Cena. And then another big clothesline. And then... Um, JBL puts John Cena in a sleeper hold. He finally gets back with a suplex, and we get a double down. Hey, seven minutes into a slow match. That's just what you want. JBL, uh, again, <laughs> neck breaks Cena outside the ring this time. Back in the ring for a superplex by JBL. He goes for a crossbody, but Cena catches him into a power slam. That was a nice spot. Cena's starting to get fired up. He hits a back body drop to JBL, then a side slam, then a five-knuckle shuffle. JBL tries for a clothesline from hell. Cena ducks, hits the FU, and wins the match in 11 and a half minutes. This is John Cena's first title win, and unfortunately, this match does not hold up. Uh, pretty boring match here. Honestly, I don't know if it even was good at the time. Probably not. Um, kind of a bummer that Cena's like first title win is on such a lackluster match. It was kind of short. Nothing was going on. There was no psychology or no story. The finish came out of nowhere. 1.75 for me. Uh, cool to see Cena finally get the title win here. Um, but yeah, I gave it a two. At least it was the start of John Cena's run, which was a great run. So, I mean, I think every champion has to start somewhere. And I mean, if you look at like Hogan's win against the Iron Sheik, that's not the greatest match either. And you know, it started the run. Yeah. Beat the bad guy. Yep. Like, yep, two stars. I mean, really nothing special about it. JBL was looking pretty sluggish here. He was I remember, slow. But you know what, man? I remember all the other times I've watched this pay-per-view, for some reason, liking that match more than this. I think when we're younger, we're seeing the evolution of John Cena and like the beginning yes. of that title yes, run, because I think right everybody here, wanted it. Right, right here, I loved Cena. And he got a big Me pop too. for yeah. winning. Yeah, he did. I mean, I loved John Cena, because there was just nothing like him. Yeah. And the disses, man. The disses oh, were just great. incredible. Um, after that, we... So, like, hold on, oh, real quick. Did uh, you find something worse than the sumo there's, match? There's a couple... There's a couple, like, that are that are so close. So, Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler. But oh. Stone Cold made that funny. Okay. Uh, Bret Hart and Vince McMahon. I mean... Oh, yeah. That was bad, but was did you see either one of their asses or junk or fupa? <laughs> and, at least, and at least Bret Hart finally got his, like, comeuppance. I mean, kind of. 
He put him in the sharpshooter. Uh, Undertaker, him. Giant Gonzalez. Also Ooh, bad, but yeah. it started the Undertaker's streak. This guy. Or was well, part no, of the streak. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the first one. But but, but you di- again, you didn't see any of their butts. He's just got a butt thing going on here. That's the grossest part of this match. Yeah, that's what Super Wrestling's all about, though. I mean, it's not all what it's all about, but it's a part of it. It is a lot about stinky diapers and butts. <laughs> this uh, is literally that was literally two minutes of just garbage. Fair enough. Uh, uh, Bart Gun Butterbean. Okay, I like. That. <laughs> yep. No, you like that, dude. We got to see Butterbean knock the shit out of Bart Gun. Oh the, man. Um, and that 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 little tangent here that just sets Billy free to go be Mister Ass. Let, let him free. The, 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 the ass unleashed. Um, up next, we didn't see any of those guys, but we did see the Hall of Fame presentation for the year's class, which included... This was a stacked class. Nikolai Volkov, the yep. Iron Sheik, Paul Orndorff, Bob Orton, Jimmy Hart, Roddy Piper, and Hulk Hogan. It was kind of weird because we'd seen several of these people already, so like the pops were a bit diminished for some of them, but I have to say, at least Roddy Piper changed his clothes because he is wearing a like a neon pink... like. Like windbreaker jacket jacket yeah it is ridiculous he looks like he looks he's like a, uh, stumbling Col- around looks like a colombian coke dealer i think those beers were starting to hit him because he was having trouble standing at this point he, he, dude he he needed assistance out there for sure uh so that was that and uh that was fun and then we get a video package hyping up triple h and batista and the downfall of evolution good video package for a, a good feud uh, I just think the whole, the way evolution spiraled out of control and the way Triple H's power got to his head. I just love that whole story. Yes, um, I wasn't was. a fan of the reign of terror itself, obviously, but I just think the way that it all went down, like in hindsight, I can appreciate just that story of the Triple H's well, uh, power hungry nature. And the thumbs and the thumbs up, thumbs down stuff. Oh, iconic. I mean, yeah, everyone remembers yeah, that. Iconic. Uh, so this is going to be. The title match for the big gold, the Triple World H. Heavyweight Championship. Uh, unfortunately, we get a pretty rough performance of Triple H's theme by Motorhead. Uh, it feels like the guitars aren't playing the right tune, and and Lemmy, bless, is, God yeah. rest his soul, is just mumbling his way through the song. He's just like, it's happening to me, man. He's just like mumbling. He's making up words. The guitars, like, d- so during like the down, now, like they're playing the right chords for that he's part. just whammy in. But like during the... Wow. During the verse, he's like not even they're not even playing chords. It's just da 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 Oh, it's not good. And it's and it's not like it's hard, bro. No. It's just da 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 it's it's pretty it's pretty rough. Uh this is gonna be a big old big old big man hoss fight here. Uh yeah. lots of horn locking to start up. There's a shoulder block to Batista, a pedigree gets avoided, a horrible military press slam by Batista. He lifts up Triple H, does never gets him fully extended, and then just drops him. There's a back body drop to Triple H, and then a running knee takes Batista out of the ring. Batista and Flair have a short face-off, allowing Triple H to get involved. There's an elbow to Batista as he's draped over the second rope. Flair chokes Batista with his blazer while the ref's back is turned. Uh, just classic, classic uh, dirtiest player in the game there. There's an elbow to Batista, a Triple H suplex to Batista, and then Flair's doing some more dirty choking behind the ref's back. That sounded bad. Batista is bounced off the nice. top rope. Batista eventually fights back until Triple H hits a spine buster for a near fall, and then a neck breaker. A pedigree gets blo- blocked into a back body drop. We get a double clothesline and a big boot to Batista out of the corner. Triple H gets sent hard outside by Batista into the corner here. He just sells his way right over the top rope. Triple H wants a pedigree onto the steel steps, but Batista fights back and slingshots Triple H into the ring post, and Triple H is bleeding like a stuffed pig Th- here. Too much blood. This is so number one. The spot itself to be to be believable that you're bleeding that much from from a dinky little corner post spot is hokey. And then like he was bleeding so much, the match was not intense enough for that. Uh, but he is bleeding all over the place. Batista's working over the wound back in the ring. 
uh, which I'm sure just opened it up even more. There's some corner clotheslines to Triple H, and he's begging for mercy now. Batista's not going to give him any, though. Hits a power slam for a near fall. Triple H tries for a chair shot, my favorite part of this match. So he's outside, he lifts the chair above his head, and Mike Kyoto risks his life to that take, was the best to take this chair. Ever. He leaps off the apron dude. and takes the chair. Dude, this was Fonzie arms. style, bro. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so funny. And Kyoto takes Dove a ref bump on the, the way down. Yeah, like, it was that, hilarious. That had to have hurt. Uh, so the ref's down now, and Flair tries hitting Batista with the belt, but gets spine-busted instead. And then Kyoto's tending to Flair, which allows Triple H to hit Batista with the belt for a near fall. Triple H gets spine-busted now, and then there's a dick punch to Batista, and uh, Batista fights off a pedigree, and there's a Batista bomb. So, you actually said something funny after, what? like, the dick uppercut, yeah, right? dick punch. The, okay, sorry. <laughs> but, like, it reminded us of the Nintendo 64 games, like, yeah. uh, No Mercy and all that, when... Ever, yeah. <laughs> Whenever there was the nut punch. (laughs) I was waiting for the bell to ring, but it didn't. Uh, Batista fights off a pedigree, hits a Batista bomb, and Batista wins the big gold in 21 and a half minutes. Uh, This match wasn't very good. Could have got this done in 12. Yeah, I could have got it done in 12. It was just, I mean, like I said as we were watching the show, like I know some people like big guy brawls, and that's fine if you like them. I'm not one of those guys. These matches like this really don't do anything. There wasn't a ton of psychology in it. Uh, even to look like at least if there's a big guy fight like give me some like an interesting story within the confines of the match yes this was this was right for it and i feel like it wasn't there uh, i give it two stars um i liked it better kind of than the first championship match uh but didn't think it was anything too terribly special i also gave this one a, a two two stars as well um yeah i mean this was how bad it was 14 years ago how's it gonna be this year yeah, yeah that's a good point this was this was their this was i don't know if this was their first match but the first wrestlemania match and we're getting that match now next sunday at wrestlemania man how 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 is that gonna work because this okay. wasn't a very good match then here's the thing so i gave it two and a quarter okay i think it could have just been booked better yeah so so this is Batista, you know, breaking away from evolution. I think that they should have used Rick more in, like, not just a choking with the coat. Like, there's, it should have been more adversity and Batista kicking out of, like, there's no way he should have yeah. kicked out Batista of Batista should have been the one that bled, by the way. Yes. yes. 100%. Yes, I absolutely agree. Um, I just think that they could have really hammed it up more with the odds being stacked against good old Davy Boy. Um, and... If they would have just booked it a little bit better, then this would have been so much more satisfying. Yeah, because this yeah. was Batista's big win. Yeah, this was this was ridiculous. it was just a standard yeah. big guy fight outside of the there were two outside of Flair getting involved a little bit and Kyoto almost killing himself to get the chair out of Triple H's hand. This was a this was a match you could easily never. And the only reason I gave it with. two and a quarter was because it was better than JBL and Cena. Yeah, but not by a huge margin. And mind uh, you. unfortunately, that's the way the show's going to end. Yeah, so not, not with Angle Michaels. The first half of this card was, I mean, the Divas match. Outstanding. The Divas match, not not in that mix, but was absolutely incredible. This was, like, on its way to being, like, an all-time classic. And then the last few matches just kind of just missed. And that's unfortunate. So, overall, um, man, there was a five-star five match and a four-and-a-half-star match and a 3.9-star well, match on this card. If you're, talking to, <laughs> if you're talking to Kyle, there's two five-stars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, there was some bad, but overall, it's definitely a net positive. I give it a B plus. Really liked the show, and I'm really glad you picked it, Luke. I also gave it a B plus. I think it was a great show, other than the title matches and the women's match and the sumo match. Everything else was way above average. Um, so yeah, uh, B plus as well. The funny thing is, so I, I picked this match or uh, this WrestleMania because of one, the anniversary, and uh, and two, how nostalgic it was for me. Because yeah. 
basically I had a VHS. My brother and I had a VHS uh, set that was WrestleManias one through fourteen. We watched the crap out of those, especially thirteen and fourteen. Uh, we also had DVDs that was up to I think WrestleMania twenty two. Uh, I watched nineteen, twenty, and twenty one a lot. Uh, so, but but the thing is, I remember this pay per view for all the different for like all the wrong reasons. So I remember JBL and John Cena. I remember feeling so good about Cena getting his, you know, his title win. Oh yeah. I remember feeling good about Batista finally beating stupid old Triple H in his <laughs> reign of terror. Um, but I didn't remember just how amazing Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels was. Uh, I didn't remember how great Eddie Guerrero Rey Mysterio was. I remember the Money in the Bank. I remember how awesome that was. But it was mainly just like the the Shelton Benjamin ladder spot and a couple other things. Um, so going back and watching this again as a smark now, I guess, I, I saw what was actually good about the pay-per-view and it completely changed my perception. So I'm really glad I got to go back and, yeah. and really experience uh, these great matches for what they were. So thanks, thanks, boys. Yeah, thank yep. you. So, so next week, guys, is WrestleMania 35. The showcase of the Immortals. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run through the match. You're going to tell me who you think wins. All right, let's do it. A little prediction. I like it. Ooh. And so I... I'll go last on these, so... Okay. Okay. I'm going to start with the Battle Royals and tell you who's announced. So, okay. we got the Women's Battle Royal. Okay. So, we got Asuka, Carmella, Na- Naomi, Lana, uh, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Nikki Cross, Dana Brooke, Mickey James, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, and oh Zelina Vega. Asuka. Uh, she needs uh, to get some heat back. Um, God, Naomi. I'm going to go Nikki Cross. So, you think Naomi's winning back-to-back Battle Royals, huh? Yep. Okay, All right. Cool. And so, now, where we get the Andre the Giant one. Uh, God, I couldn't get you're a so shit excited. about these matches, You're so dude. excited. All right, this. I'm gonna just start reading these guys and whatever. Uh, Braun Strowman, Michael Che, Che from Saturday Night Live, Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live, Andrade, Apollo Cruz, Titus O'Neil, Tyler Breeze, Jinder, No Way Jose, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, Kalisto, Grand Metalik, Lance Dorado, Lance Dorado, Bo <laughs> Dallas, uh, Curtis Axel, Heath Slater, Reiner, Rhino, Victor. <laughs> Connor, Ollie, Shelton Benjamin, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Otis, Tucker, so EC3. Teams. So the tag teams. Can I, can I just look uh, at that one more time? Uh, Colin Jost. Is, is that your actual guess? Yes. There was one of them that... Are you serious? Yeah, I think Colin Jost is going to win. Because I think they're going to all work together to eliminate Braun, and then Colin, Colin Jost is No, gonna dude, win. Braun's going to throw him a mile out of the ring. Nope. What? Um, can, I, can I see like the beginning? I forgot who. Better just pick someone. And Andrade, That's I'm gonna go Braun. I'm gonna go Braun Strowman. Okay. I th- I think this is all set up for him to win. Okay, then we're gonna have the Boston Hug Connection versus the Divas of Doom versus the Iconics versus Nia Jackson Tamina. Who are the Divas of Doom? Really? No, just tell me. Beth Phoenix and Natalia. Oh, duh. okay. Yes, yes. Sorry. Um, Boston Hug, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it has to be. I think we need a long title reign to like start off that yeah, belt. Yeah, I'm going Boston Hug as well. All right, so Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Roman Reigns. Yep, Roman Reigns, yep. Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Demon Finn. Yep, I'm going Demon Finn. Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Samoa Joe. And he's going to... Dominic's taking a bump. That's yep. my that's yep. my contingency bet. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I agree. Everything there. Well, actually, no, 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 no. I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to say Dominic's going to help Rey win. Okay. Okay, wow. Uh, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Ooh. AJ Styles, but I'm not. I'm not confident in that pick. I'm confident in AJ. I'm going to AJ as well. Uh, Shane McMahon versus The Miz. The Miz. I think Shane's going to take it. I think The Miz has got it. Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Kurt Angle. Angle has to be. Well, yep. shit. I'm yeah, going Angle. Angle. It's Angle. 
Triple H versus Batista in a no-holds-barred match. If Triple H loses, he must retire. Batista. Triple H. Triple H, yeah. Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese. Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Yeah, Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Murphy. Buddy. That's the easiest one for me. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. Kofi? Kofi, baby. Kofi. I'm going Kofi as well. That's Brock Lesnar be... versus Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. Seth Rollins, I hope. Brock Lesnar. I'm going Seth. Still and in your main event, it. Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, who is on her way to breaking some of her dad's records. She's already got eight title reigns <laughs> and two divorces. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Becky Lynch. <laughs> Um, Becky Lynch, but I don't think I think they're gonna disappoint us, and she's gonna pin Charlotte. Becky, but who's okay? No, no, no. who's Becky pinning? Charlotte. She's picking. She's pinning Ronda. Oh, actually, no. Yeah, Ronda. She's, if Ronda's gonna leave, then she's gonna pin Ronda. Yeah, do we know for sure? If Ronda's we leaving? don't know for sure, but I'm guessing. Are those all the announced matches? Yep. I think so. I think if booked right, which it should be, I think Kofi Kingston's win is gonna be one of the most rewarding wins since WrestleMania 30 with Daniel. Of could course, be. could certainly be. So, WrestleMania 35 next weekend. Remember, no live stream. We'll be coming to you live probably Tuesday, I'm guessing. is not live. not live. We'll be coming to you podcast form, I'm guessing, on Tuesday because okay. we'll record Monday. Yep. All right. That's All it. All right. Love, Love you. Love you guys. Too sweet, me, Luke. Too sweet. Bye.